Welcome to the Carolyn Shuttlesworth Podcast, where we'll dive deep into the Word of God, build strong faith, and finish the devil. Here's your host, author, speaker, and nonstop mom, Carolyn Shuttlesworth. All right, so we're going to get into this today. We're just going to keep you for a little bit of time. We know it's Friday. We appreciate you taking time out of your afternoon to be with us. <laughs> She's getting ready. Pulling that iPad closer. Um, so I had said, hey, Tiff, you want to join me today? And just laid, laid the uh, guilt on really thick. She and did. she texted me this morning. After <laughs> What you do is you lay it on for Tiff. Mm-hmm. She doesn't have to answer you. And then after she mulls it over, she gets back. <laughs> yep. Tossed and turned all night, couldn't sleep, <laughs> thought of poor Carolyn. She's been laying on the beach on vacation all week. <laughs> poor Carolyn. <laughs> no. But you know that she, <laughs> she was up really early this I morning. Because <laughs> I will say, out of the group, and I only know this because we all travel together, I am the one that gets up first, no matter what time we're going to bed, no matter what our uh, travel schedule is. And so I was up on the couch with my coffee and I was getting a thoughtful text like from Tiffany, like, I have this ready just in case you want to move forward with this. And I was like, yeah. sure, let's do it. Okay. <laughs> See you at two. <laughs> yep, that's pretty much exactly how it happened. <laughs> so. Um, so Tiff? Yeah. Well, this, this you know, because I, obviously we all have things that we're thinking about through life, situations that happen to us, you know, uh, as we read the Word of God, it's it's a light. When we get revelation of the Word of God, it's a light on something for us in our life, whether to know more about something we have to look at introspectively and be like, do I need to change this about, you know, whatever situation I'm going through? And so when I have guests on, I also, you know, like to ask them, is there anything, I do this with my mother-in-law, Jenna, I always say, you know, is there something in your spirit that you feel like you want to talk about or let's, let's have as a topic? Because I know how it is when something is inside and you're mulling it over or it's constantly a thought, it's good to get it out. So I was like, Tiff, you got anything in your spirit? <laughs> she was like, Carolyn? <laughs> and... um Filtering, is it more or less so your thoughts, but also obviously that filters your words, if you can filter your thoughts. But it was something that triggered that you read from Gloria Copeland that kind of started it for you. Yeah, so like this idea of filtering what fills you. So it was just something that I had written down, um, something that I was thinking about on how like the importance, and I think just like the last... The way things were the last couple of years where it's just like the world is like so noisy and wants to like really like control what you think and they're always putting their message and their thoughts like so loud everywhere and just like the importance of like not just hiding from what the world is saying but actually being in a place where you're not passive about it and you can um you can take what the world is saying and you can actually filter through and only let the truth in and you can reject anything else um that isn't the truth. And so I know like if you've been in church long, you've probably heard the phrase like battlefield of the mind. Um, And a lot of times when I hear that phrase, I don't even think about the truth of what that means. I think of Joyce Meyer's book because it was such a big popular book. And that's immediately when I think battlefield of the mind. I just picture the book on the bookshelf. Do you know she did one for teens? 
Oh no, I didn't. Actually. And for kids. Oh really? For yeah. So too? I wanted to check out. Oh, I wanted I've to check out the kids. That. Yeah. So oh. when when I had searched that a while back for somebody, mm -hmm. I was like, there's someone I know that needs a you know, their whole life will change if they can get their mind and thoughts, oh, yeah. you know, under control. So I was looking at that book for them, but then I came across that she did one for teens. And I was like, that is awesome. Like something I would want to get. Absolutely. But then as I kept researching and looking more at her stuff, then I went to Battlefield of the Mind for Kids. Oh, I was like, this is excellent. I want to look that up and see what it, yes. see what it is. Yeah, I wanted inside. to order it. Um, it was, it's such a popular book. And so when I think of... Liz has all oh, three. I'm gonna check those out. I didn't. I didn't know that. I always think of. I can see the blue one. I can see the cover of it. Yeah. It was everywhere. Um, but like this idea, and I know Ted taught last week, kind of on this topic. Um, it was called navigating dangerous territory: how to safeguard your thoughts. And so he talked about kind of controlling your thoughts last week. And so it's kind of been something that I've been. Um, it kind of like I was listening to it and I kind of like, oh, that kind of goes with what I was thinking about over here. And so it's kind of kind of like springboard off of, you know, some of the things that he was teaching last week. And I think that one of the things when it comes to guarding your thoughts and realizing that you're in control of what you think about is that it's something that you can't just abandon. Like you don't just, you don't just become a Christian and then you think right and you never have to think about right. thinking right ever again. Like it's this idea of like, I wish it was that <laughs> easy, it was right? Easy too. Like <laughs> keeping in, keeping my thoughts lined up with what the word says and keeping them like on the corrected course is literally something that I have to do all day long because it's so easy to find yourself thinking, you can be thinking something and that's happened over the years with bigger things where you're like, you hear a teaching and you're like, I've actually been thinking about that wrong my whole life. Like that actually, I've been thinking something that was never even really, that's actually not what the word says. Like when you get that revelation of what the word right. says and you don't even realize that you've been thinking wrong for so long. And so I've just been thinking more on how like your everyday victory is hinged on your everyday thoughts and like your thoughts yes. are where it starts. So your thoughts affect what you do and what you say and where you go it affects who you want to be around. Like your thoughts True. are really where it all starts. And so, you know, if you're not thinking right, you're not going to act right. And that sounds like so foundational and so simple. <laughs> but it really is It really is everything. If you're not thinking things that are right, you're not going to act right because your thoughts affect what you believe. They affect what you do and they affect where you go. And the world is just so noisy. And they just like... It was even, I was trying to, um, I was getting gas the other night coming home from Carolyn's house and I hate that gas stations have those TVs <gasps> now. They're so loud. They're so loud and they're so, like, they're just like chaos. They are yes. just the sound. I mean, I'm well, big why does it have to quiet. be so loud? I don't it know. like it's screams at like you. It, every time like, I get gas. I'm right gas, here. It makes I'm me right here so pumping angry. my gas. You like, don't need to scream. I get so angry. So angry that I'm like, you are literally, like, I look at the TV and I'm like, you're affecting my peace right now. And I get so <laughs> angry about it. So angry about it. But that really is, like, in the big picture, that's exactly what the world is trying to do all day long. And even somebody like me who never turns on the news ever. You walk into a grocery store, like these last couple of years, it's getting a little bit better. But like you'd walk into a store and they've got the announcements on the loudspeaker about everything they're doing to keep you safe and all these things. And it's just like, it's everywhere. Like it's everywhere. And so I've just been thinking more and more on the importance of filtering what fills you, but not only rejecting the lies of the enemy, but learning how to correct them. And that's something that's big that I have to do. I can't just 
hear something that's not true and keep going the other direction. Right. I found that I actually have to stop and correct it and not even let it like sit there. Um, and so as, as Carolyn was saying, I was reading this book and I think it's called God's Prescription for Divine Health yeah. by Gloria Copeland. Mm -hmm. And she was talking about, and I can't remember if it was this vision that God gave her or something that she thought of for an example, but it was such a powerful visual. And she was saying, if you think about a fountain, and if you think about like the mouth of a fountain, like the water rushing out, you could take trash and throw it into that fountain, but as long as that fountain is flowing, that trash can't stay. Like it can't stay because of the fountain flowing. And she said that the force of my fountain flowing is in proportion to the word of God in my life. The enemy can throw things all he wants, but because of the fountain of the word flowing, it can't ever remain. And I know like in, in previous broadcasts, um, Carolyn's mentioned like stagnant water and how like, there's nothing grosser than stagnant water. Like it's smelly yeah. and it's slimy and it's usually like a weird shade of green and nobody ever walks by it, stagnant water. You will die. It's the truth. It looks <laughs> disgusting. And there, it like, brings death upon you. <laughs> it does. It looks like, like monsters. It, it does though. There. Like, can you imagine you all know? that bacteria in your stomach? Oh, gross. Like, but nobody ever like walks that, by stagnant water like, and is like, I'm going to have a picnic here. This is so beautiful. Like, yeah. It's gross. It smells wonderful. It's so gross. Death. But like a rushing river. <laughs> Death. <laughs> Dramatic. <laughs> but like a rushing river. It's full of life. It's moving. And even though a river's loud, it's still like a very peaceful sound. Like people sleep to the sound of rushing rivers, like on sound when, machines. I know. It's just, it's when, very when you were mentioning that analogy that she said, Psalm 34, one, like came right to my mind and it says, I will praise the Lord at all times. I will constantly speak his praises. And anytime I read that verse, I'm always like, if you're saying, the right thing, you know, obviously your thoughts are right, your mindset on Christ, and you're saying the right thing because you you have filtered what fills you, you have filtered what fills you. When she mentioned the the water rushing and the stuff going, I was like, you know what? If we're constantly speaking his goodness, speaking his praise, speaking his word, declaring what the Bible says, there's not any room for anything bad to jump into what your confession is. There's not anything, mm -hmm. I, I can't speak fear, then if I, if I don't speak fear, then I'm not going to start thinking doubt and unbelief. And, and if I'm speaking faith, then it's going to build my spirit man. So when you were mentioning that, Gloria Copeland, that's like her vision that she saw, I was like, you know what, it makes me think of Psalm 34, 1. If we're constantly speaking the goodness of God because it's what's inside of us, you know, just like they always say, you know, what fills you up and you get squeezed, what's coming out of you. That's how you're going to know what you filled yourself up with. Was it trash you filled yourself up with? Was it the fear of the world, the TV, the, the bad report? What, what could have, should have, can not happen? You know what I mean? It's like all the stuff that's never happened, but then we take that and we dwell on it because that's just what we're really good at. We're taking the shoulda, woulda, couldas or the possibilities of life. And then we make them real in our world. We make them real to us. And the Lord's like, that hasn't even happened. What are you, like, what are you doing? Why are you dwelling on that? Why are you making yeah. that a thing? And it's like, no, I'm going to take the words. I'm going to.
fill myself with the scripture. I'm going to fill it the right way. So when I do get pressured, when I do get squeezed, when I do start to have a bad thought, I can automatically reject it and say, no, that's not what the scripture says. That's not who God made me to be. That's not my purpose in life. I'm made for greater. I have more power inside of me than what you know, the enemy is making me think that I am. And then you, you beca- begin to fall less and less prey to those outside thoughts and voices. Yeah. I like have become really big on like just correcting the lies of the enemy on like different things. And it doesn't matter if it's a thought. It doesn't matter if it's a song. I'm very, very picky about songs that I listen to. And maybe it's just because I used to be on the other side where it was like my whole life was one big, slow, sad worship song. Like that was just like I was into that music. This like the more soulish, the better. Like that was just like everything I liked. And there was a difference when I came out on the other side. And it was like that really does affect you. Like songs are so powerful in triggering emotions and like defining how you feel. You can feel a certain way and you listen to a song and it can change your mood like that. Like it can change the atmosphere. It can change how you feel. And so I've noticed that the more I've been serious about knowing what the word of God says for myself, the the quicker I can recognize that's not what the Bible says. And and it irritates me quickly on like different, you know, and all that's, the that's good because a lot of people there. will just go with the flow. Oh, well, the church is mm-hmm. singing it. There's this, you know, but yeah, you have to be able to be spiritually mature to realize that's not correct doctrine, you know, and, and catch it and be like, that's not going to be my confession. That's mm-hmm. not going to be my thing. You know, the, the Lord gives and takes away. He gives and takes away. It's like, you know, you don't even know the correct story of Job to even be saying that. I mean, that's not. That's not even what it's about, but that's what people will tell you that that story was about. So one time this, someone was singing that song right before Ted had to preach and we were so annoyed by it that he sat down and rewrote his whole message and he, he preached on He Gives and Takes Away. That was the title of it. But he was saying that's what he said, gives, like. what the Lord gives to us, and then he preached on what the Lord takes away from us. He takes away sickness. He takes away fear. He takes away disease. You know what I mean? He doesn't put it on us to teach us a lesson. You know, what a terrible father. He doesn't hurt you. So, you know, you know, not to go down that path and or you makes you a stronger Christian and you appreciate who he is if you go through something bad. So he was like, no, we're going (laughs) to we're going to fix this song. So it's like, but people will do that. Mm -hmm. But I love how you said that you'll take stuff and you correct it. Because sometimes as Christians, we're so big on, I walk by faith, that instead of taking their faith to demolish what needs to be demolished in front of them, to take action, to take authority over it, they take their faith as, it's not really there. I'm going to ignore it. And it's like, no, we have to take our faith to correct what's in our life. We have to take our faith to take over what's trying to take over us. We don't just like people go through a disease or something. And instead of just like, I'm not going to talk about it. So if I talk about it, it's really there. It's like, no, it is really there. So let's take our faith to get rid of it. Yeah. We we take it to correct, to get us on the, the highest level of faith we can keep going to. And it might be something little, like for me, even like this whole, like, you know, with COVID and everything they would say in every airport and every grocery store. And like, 
anytime they would say anything like, we're doing what we can to keep you safe, or, you know, this Take is for your safety, list. or this is, for, like, I literally would talk back to it. Like, sometimes you just, you can't be passive when it comes to the lies of the enemy, and I would talk back, and I would just say, I'm already safe. I can't get sick. Like, you, you, I would actually correct it so that it couldn't even, I didn't even want it, like, not that, like, it's, I kind of have this, like, visual of, like, words that, like, sit in the atmosphere around you. Like, I didn't even give it room to, like, stay. And I was just constantly like, nope, that's not true. Nope, that's not what the word says. And the more you fill yourself with the word, you'll be around people that might not believe the way that you do, even Christians who aren't on walking on the same level as you or don't have the same revelation as you. And I'm quick to correct it. And I don't do it in a, in a mean way or in a critical way, but I always cease the opportunity to, to correct it and be like, well, actually, that's not true. Actually, um, and, and just in this last year, just over little stuff like if I get sick or people saying, um, you know, well, if that were to happen or if this, and I was quick to be like, well, the Bible says that won't happen. God says that that's not my portion. God is my healer. And so I, I, that's been something that I've just, I've been learning. The more you fill yourself with the word and that I came back to that visual that Gloria wrote in her book, that that flow of the river is proportionate to the amount of word of God that you have flowing in your life. Like as, as you fill yourself with the word, that does the work for you. It's not you taking on like a different, it actually like builds a skill in itself, if that makes sense. Like it's almost like the word fights for you. You fill yourself with the word, you get a knowledge and a revelation of it for yourself and that, and that actually will combat the lies of the enemy in and of itself because you'll feel irritated. And I'm not, I'm not like a person that like is, you know, we've talked about this before about how like I'm not, you know, Carolyn knows all these like fighter movies that I don't even like know what they are. <laughs> like she's big, she ninja kicks on stage and like all that stuff. <laughs> and, like we couldn't be like more opposite in that way. But like your spirit man is different. And it's like you're just talking about like your spirit has to have a fight. You know, all those things of like, you got to get a fight on your eyes. And like she, you know, teaches from that perspective. And I'm always like, yeah, I'm a fighter. <laughs> I just, I'm not I look that, in I'm the mirror like that. and I do, I, I see, Maddie, you got to come back to me. <laughs> I do see how I, how I feel in those movies. That's why I talk about them. I, I know. And but like, I like, like I look in the mirror and I'm like, I'm John Wick. I'm John Wick. That's how I feel. <laughs> I've never thought that, but <laughs> I think that about you, not necessarily about myself. The whole team agrees that I would be human trafficked first. <laughs> so. Well, we're trying to prevent that by mace or, you know, a gun. Oh, you know. A machete, something. It's taking a detour. Purse. Taking a detour. That's but why she just hangs out with us because she's like, what? I'm safe. I got bodyguards. I don't, I don't need to know how to fight. <laughs> um, but I said that part about uh, I had to learn how to make the word something that I knew for myself. And um, I was reading in one of John Avanzini's books. Which Dr. is key. John Avanzini's When you book. get the revelation, it makes a difference. It does it, make a difference. Doesn't it stick mm-hmm. more? Like, I have I've grew, grew up in church. And so, like, I've, I've heard countless hours of preaching and by mm-hmm. phenomenal men of God. But when you see it, it's like, I don't know how to describe it. Like when you get a revelation, it's like you can see it up here. It's like your your vision, but not with your natural eyes. Like, and it sticks. Yeah. When I get a revelation of something, it it, it like sticks, and it's something I can't forget. Mm-hmm. Rather than if I just took scripture and just took uh, Bible studies I've read and try to memorize them and then speak on them, I have to like see it 
to, to really get it and understand it. It makes a huge difference. I, I always think of like that was what the like praise and worship. I, I never like praise to me, even though even growing up in church, even being involved in music, praise was always just the fast songs. It was the fast songs to right. me. And I didn't, I never had a revelation of the difference, even though I knew what wor- praise was and I knew what worship was until I understood the difference and the importance of praise. That's why I'm so quick to be irritated over worship that's sad or worship that's like I'm being swept away in the ocean of God's love and I'm broken forever I, and like you know, about an ocean I'll, every song is about an ocean an ocean. an ocean I get it currents waves I know yeah, just, you know let's get some other analogies I don't know. but <laughs> that's like a prime example of like when I understood praise finally for the first time in my for myself that was like such a difference to me and um, I wrote down this uh, quote that Dr. John Evanzini said, and I don't remember which book it was, um, but he said, one of the primary deceptions that so many Christians have been deceived into thinking is that the Bible says the truth will set you free, but the Bible does not say the truth will set you free. What the Bible says is something very different. Read carefully now what it actually says in John eight thirty two, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And I was looking... Um, the Net Study Bible um, that Ted mentions often that he likes to use, in the translator notes in that verse, it actually says, or the truth will release you. Like pointing out this idea that um, like you're almost enslaved, you're in slavery until you know the saving truth of God's word. The only truth that can set you free is the truth you personally know. And so you can listen to Ted and Carolyn on this broadcast day in and day out as they teach you what the Bible says but you have to know it for yourself if you don't want to be a slave to this world and to its message. And like, um, I always think like I can listen, I mean, I could listen to it over and over and over again because I love to listen to you and Ted tell the testimony of when Maddie was in the hospital when she was little and like how God healed her. And I can listen to that and I can praise God for them, but I better know that truth when I hold my daughter. Like it has to be true for me. Um, Like I better know I better know that as truth when the decision to be in faith over fear is at my doorstep. I have to know the truth for myself. And I can listen to Ted teach, you know, every day about how it's divine possession this year and we're going to go where we've never gone and we're going to do, do what we've never done. <laughs> I do, <Right> actually. <laughs> I say that every day. Every day. I say this as a very real example. Um, every day. You know, and we're going to have what we've never had and then... <laughs> You know, a couple of weeks ago, I get my lease renewal in the mail, and they want to skyrocket my rent. And so, like, I've been sitting in, you know, all of this teaching every single day. And so I literally opened it, and I laughed, and I threw it on the counter, and I said, (laughs) I went Hezekiah style, God, you got some mail today. And I said, they're raising your rent, God. So it's a good thing that you don't lack, and it's a good thing that you own it all anyway, and it's a good thing that I don't even have to worry about it. And that was the end, and I didn't think twice about it since that one one moment and so you have to come to a place where you know the truth for yourself and there's going to be some lies that the enemy comes to you and it might be easier for you to combat than another like you might feel more victory in one area than you do in in another and the thing about the enemy is that he works gradually and so his lies are not they're not always these big drastic lies like a lot of the times they're these like almost truths like their lies like, you know, yes, God is a healer. I believe that, but he might not heal me. Or I know that God says I don't have to live in fear. I know that. I'm just really worried about this. Like, what if he doesn't come through in this area? Or, you know, what if I just messed up too much to be blessed? 
or you know, of course God wants us to have children, but what if I never get pregnant? Or of course God wants me to be successful and he wants my business to you know, be profitable and, and, and be this big blessing in my life, but you know, what if I just don't know enough or what if I'm not talented enough? Like they're the almost truths. And that's why I've been learning and I think that's why I had even just written this down and anytime that I am <clears throat> guilted into doing the broadcast, I always <laughs> have these like notes. It's always things that I'm personally like, this is what I'm walking through right now. I am learning every time that there's an almost truth to take it and correct it. And that's why it's so important to know not just what the word of God says, but know it for myself and not just know it from like, oh yeah, I remember, you know, somebody preached a message on that or I remember I tuned into a broadcast or a podcast, you know, or, or something on that, but to know it for yourself and to recognize, um, you know, you can't control the thoughts that arrive at your door. Like you can't, you're gonna, the, there's gonna be thoughts that come, but you are in charge of whether or not they stay. Like you actually make a decision, I'm going to keep thinking about this or I'm gonna correct it and send it. Like you make the choice. And there's been many times- sending it? To hell. <laughs> sending it to hell. She's got it on her. <laughs> See? Sending it to hell. Maybe if I just punch your arm enough, she'll get mad and then punch me back. And then say, I know everyone's got it inside of them. You just got to bring it out. Yes, well, hell. said hell on the broadcast. (laughs) I said hell on the broadcast. (laughs) Um, It has gone extreme, folks. And you were the first one today on my anniversary, 422-22, to hear it from Tiffany. Yes, yes. I'm all shaken up, and I don't know what I was talking about because I swore on the broadcast. <laughs> I swore on the broadcast. Um, when Tiffany was uh, talking about knowing the truth in Philippians 4, uh, I'm just going to read verse 8 uh, before we wrap it up here. But it says, And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. And this is so important because we've read this verse our whole lives through a lot. And we all can quote it. I mean, like it was the main verse I had to learn at private school. But when you really take it word for word and break it down, it, it's a really big deal verse. It says, fix your thoughts. And then it tells you what to fix them on. So it's saying if you, if you fix your thoughts on this, you can't be tripped up and stumbled by the lies of the enemy by what this world has to say, by uh, extra rent money, uh, extra rent that just went up that was like not even, you know, crazy, not even crazy and not even like a thought coming. You know, it was like one of those unexpected like, what? This wasn't even on my radar. Are you allowed to do this type thing? So when we have those, it, it's Philippians 4, 8, Anne-Marie. Um, when you have those things, what is inside, what you have fixed your, you know, the Bible says in Isaiah 26, 3, when your mind is stayed on Jesus, you can live in perfect peace. So he, he's given us a recipe that says, hey, you can live in complete supernatural perfect peace. You don't have to go into crisis mode. You don't have to have sleepless nights. You don't have to be stressed. You don't have to uh, change your eating habits because you're freaking out about something. You don't have to go through that mess and uncertainty because you've kept your mind on Christ. So it's like he's given us recipes all throughout the word. So Philippians 4, 8 says, And now, dear brothers and sisters, 
One final thing, fix your thoughts on what is true, honorable and right, pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise, which brings you back to Psalm 34.1. I will constantly speak of your praises. If you're doing that, you don't have room to say things that are not of the word. You don't have room to say things that are full of fear and doubt and unbelief. You are speaking faith-filled confessions every day. Society asks whatever works for us. They, they go by so many emotions. Like, <laughs> they just want you to feel everything. Everything's emotionally driven to our senses. And so this so-called Christian culture I wrote down, and the majority of churches today ask the wrong question. They'll ask, how will that make me feel? Even a lot of the worship songs we talked about. It's me. It's me. It's nothing yep. about the blood. It's mm-hmm. nothing about Jesus. It's nothing about his word. It's me. It's all emotional. That's why I have such a hard time with a lot of women's, women's meetings. And I'll tell them straight. I mean, Tiff goes with me. I'll tell them straight at the beginning. I'm like, listen, we are not having a cry fest. We're not doing all that emotional thing where we come in and we leave feeling worse or we've, we've rehatched our past and we've just brought it up and we're all leaving with tissues. It's one thing to cry under your anointing and it's another thing to cry because you're just having all this memories in the past come up. And so the world today and, you know, Christian culture, they want you all feeling like everybody else. It's how will that make me feel? But look what it says here. God commands Think about whatever is true. When you know the truth of God's word, when you make scripture your foundation, whatever you think on of the truth of God's word trumps all the facts, trumps the bad reports, trumps the letter from the the agent, the, the, the apartment complex, trumps the reports that you're getting. Maybe your kids are going through something. It trumps all that then you're now going by the truth of God's word rather than the facts of life. Yeah, absolutely. Do you want to pray? <laughs> I concur. I concur. She I concurs. Concur. Um, and, and Jen had asked a question a little bit ago, and I didn't forget it, Jen. You said, how do you deal with people that talk about God going, you know, making you go through the struggle? The thing is, it, it, it's it's. It's what we just went through with Easter. He doesn't, he's redeemed us from, you know, sin. He's redeemed us from disease. You know, what he took the stripes on his back for, the whole reason he went to the cross. So he would be double-minded if he redeemed us from it to throw it back on us. So, yeah, there's going to be money tests in life. There's going to be tests where he asks you to do something. And are you willing to give it all up for the Lord? Are you willing to to go in this direction when, you know, everyone's pushing you to go this direction? There will be those types of tests, but there's never a test from something that the Lord has redeemed you from because that was the whole point as to why he went to the cross. And he's not double-minded and he's not a man that he should lie. So those are the things you can say to um, people like that. And and especially he healed everybody. I mean, like you can go through the Bible where he, he healed all. He never turned anyone away. Everything in his ministry was about multiplication and redemption and making better and grace and mercy and, and building your faith. Um, so it's never for him to give you a setback so you can have a comeback. 
It's not like a saying they say. Uh, I don't know. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> but I know, like, with this message, it was short and sweet. But the thing is, the, it, it, the Word of God is going to change our life and filter our thoughts. What gets filtered here becomes filtered here. And then it's what we believe in our heart. So our, our, our mind, our mouth, our heart, it's all connected, the Word of God says. So if we keep a filter on our life and then take, like Tiffany said, that correction from the scripture and look at it as an introspective, that correction will bring us in the right direction that God has for us. Amen. Amen. <laughs> I agree. Would you like to pray for the ladies? I will pray for the ladies. She will pray for you. <laughs> Father, we thank you for this day. I thank you for every woman watching. I thank you that you have given us control over what we think. I thank you for that reminder today. I thank you for bringing back the verses that we have read put them in our hearts so that we remember them when it's needed. I thank you for boldness that you're giving everyone watching to speak up when they hear the lies of the enemy. Give us an irritation that refuses to yeah. tolerate what the world has to say is ours. We thank you for who we are in you. We know that the enemy wants nothing more than to come after who we are because that affects what we have and what we don't have. And so I thank you that we know who we are. We thank you for giving us a hunger to dive into your word like never before and give us give us a boldness to, to speak up yeah. and to, to refuse to believe it anymore and to catch ourselves. Give us quick recognition by the Holy Spirit when we're thinking something that doesn't line up with your word and give us, give us a quick boldness to tell it to go back to hell where it belongs. In Jesus' name, amen. I said hell twice on she the She said it twice. <laughs> she said it in a prayer so I couldn't scream in the moment. Yeah. She said it twice. Said it twice. You know? Don't let this oh, headband fool you. Don't you dare. In the dangly earrings, dangly the face of earrings. an angel and the heart of a baby. Don't <gasps> you let it. <laughs> Don't you let it fool you. Okay? So we love you guys so much. Let me tell you who the winner is. Oh. Actually, Tiff can. She's I'm about going to. Hold on. Please. Let me look at Hold, please. She's going to do her little I usually spinner do action. She is unleashing, Heather. See, so you give her a microphone, and who knows what's going to come out of that uh, mouth. I was going to say, don't give me a microphone. Did she filter her thoughts before she came on today? We're not sure. <laughs> it is Mary Beth Bullock. Mary Beth Bullock, are you still on? Are you still on? on if you're on let me know you won the sandals the tory birch sandals for today or i have to move on so make sure you let me know you're on mary beth it's so exciting <gasps> mary beth i love you congratulations on winning they're super comfy um i will send you uh the link and you can uh, pick out your color or unless you know already and you've already seen it. But um, I'll get with you and you can um, send me your shoe size and I'll get those ordered for you. And it's great because spring's coming. I know where you live in New York, not so much. They just had all that snow. Did you no. see? Heather, Heather's Insta mm -mm. story video. Nope. No. No. Florida's the I best totally would have just world. been on the first plane anywhere else. Oh, yeah. Mary Beth, I'll see you next week at camp meeting. So I'll get those ordered, and um, it's going to be 
Yeah, it is going to be eight. It's actually going to be 84 in, in West Virginia on Sunday. But then by Wednesday, it goes to 50s for camp meeting. So, but I refuse to bring a jacket. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I just put them all away. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I didn't do it on this last one. I brought one puffer jacket and my kids got a hoodie and I was like, that's it. And it snowed everywhere we went. It did. It was so I It was cold. Those three weeks, I could not wait. I was like, it was like I forgot parent. what the sun felt like. I was so happy yes. to be home. Yes. We were all like, we all were like, vitamin D, <laughs> vitamin D. <laughs> we were, we were outside yelling. I'm like, like kids, get out there. Vitamin D. <laughs> we love where we live. <laughs> we're happy Floridians. Yes, we are. Love you guys. I'm going to send you out with the best video still to this day. And I'll see you. It's Friday. Friday video. Maddie's <laughs> a little face. She's like, what is it? <laughs> I haven't worked the afternoon <laughs> broadcast in a while, Mom. All right, love you guys. We'll see you next week at camp meeting, and then I'll be home the next week. Thanks for hanging with us. Bye.